Welcome to the How Great Is That Art podcast, the self-proclaimed most wholesome podcast in the Northwest. My name is Joshua Bing Barting, a young creative from the Northwest part of London. In my attempts to see where faith and art meet, this podcast explores the interests, struggles and questions in the creative industry through the lens of a young black Christian illustrator and his friends. Hi guys, welcome back to the How Great Is That Art podcast, the most wholesome podcast in the Northwest. Uh, the reason why I'm dressed like this today is because I'm starting a new series um, and it's called 10 Self-Coaching Questions for Creatives. And I'm basically going to be asking, I'm going to be bringing on different creatives and then asking them 10 questions. Um, I have like a list of questions, I have like 40, but like I'll change it depending on who comes on because um, sometimes I bring on Christian creatives sometimes I bring on non-Christian creatives and so I can adjust the questions according to that um, and it's really just to help them and help everyone that's listening because art is a subjective thing and you can't really get help on that because it's something you'd have to like discover yourself because um, only you would know how you want to improve uh, subjectively in art. You can get technical help, but you can't get subjective help necessarily. Um, yeah, so today, my first guest, I'm joined here with Michael. How you doing, Michael? Hey, man, doing very well. And I'm very much looking forward to doing this and having this talk with you, man. So thank you so much for inviting me over. No problem. So do you want to say like a little bit about yourself, like what you do and stuff? Because I know, but like people listening might not know. Gotcha. Okay, so um, so my name is Michael Byron. Um, I'm a music artist. I might mainly write Christian music for Jesus. Um, I've only like started writing music around 2020, um, but wow. officially like around last year, uh, early last year, 2021. Um, so I've been progressing. I've been doing music for like maybe a couple of years now, um, but only recently have I really begun releasing music seriously. Um, so you can, you know, check out my Spotify yeah, <laughs> on Michael Byron <laughs> and on Soul Light Music, which is like my other music side too. So yeah, wow. I guess that's a little bit about me. <laughs> I didn't oh, know you did it for yeah. that. You didn't do it for that long. Like, wow, that's <laughs> impressive. Wow. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot has progressed now by God's grace. Yep. So, like, what made you want to start? Like, because you said it was quite recent. So, what, what was it that changed? Hmm. Right. Good question. Okay. So, um, okay. So. I live in the Philippines, right? Um, so we're like, I guess, generally speaking, most people here are Christians, Catholic Christians. Um, and like just the music scene here in the Philippines isn't, especially in terms of Christian music, isn't exactly very diverse. Um, they're mostly congregational music, um, those kinds of stuff. So when I first heard of like indie Christian music from yeah. people like Jonathan Ogden, um, Darla Baltazar, Mark Barlow, um, Montel Fish, um, Isla Vista Worship. Um, that really sort of inspired me to experiment and start experimenting with music because I'm like, wow, that's like a really fresh sound 
um, coming from, you know, my background only hear, hearing congregational music. So that sort of began um, inspiring me to uh, pursue um, making Christian music in that sound or genre as well. Um, I was also inspired by a few secular artists as well, um, mainly uh, Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas O'Connell. Um, they also helped me like understand how music can sound like because in the past, like around 2014 to around 2016, 17, music has been basically sounding the same. But then when I heard the mixture of like the sounds of indie Christian music and then their type of music that they were producing, um, I that basically like sort of inspired me and made me uh, drive myself to make music. Um, so me and my sister started experimenting with covers and I started experimenting with uh, music production. And then when pandemic hit, our church had to close because of the restrictions. So we were forced to go to internet um, services yeah. in which I was placed um, as, as leader to produce the music for our online worship. So that really sort of helped accelerate my progress of becoming a music producer, which then eventually to me leading worship around last year. Oh, making music around last year. Sorry. Wow. So, yeah. That's wow. a bit of the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was just like a series of events that just, mm. wow. Absolutely. That's amazing. Praise okay. God. That was a good question. That wasn't the first question, actually, but that was a good question. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, it's a bit of a long one. <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay, so um, the first question is, um, what good thing are you thankful for today? What good thing? Oh, and it's hard because there's a lot of good things that I'm very much grateful for. Hmm. Um, Okay. I won't say, I won't pick them like as if in an order of which one is best over the other. So I'm just going to pick something random. Um, I'm really grateful today for my friends um, that God has given me over the past year, especially like when pandemic hit, um, God really provided me with a group of people that I've met here on Discord, like people like you. Um, to pursue God with your with your art, you know, and inspire me and um, push me forward to continue creating for Jesus, and at the same time, like dive deep into my relationship with Him. Um, so that's one of the big things I'm really grateful for lately. Uh, I'm grateful also for my family who have been like extremely supportive with the stuff that I do. Um, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to make music or pursue any sort any any sort of thing <laughs> related to this um so yeah god has been really good man and those are the two main things um, that i'm really grateful for if it weren't for those things i wouldn't be here and i wouldn't mm. be making music wow yeah if you if you guys didn't know what he's talking about when you said the discord chat there's a basically there's a discord chat full of like christian creatives called salt studio um right i almost said salty gang <laughs> i can't even get in the name yes uh, the salty gang. <laughs> but yeah it's it's a really lovely community um yeah everyone's very helpful there it's very mm-hmm. nice there's so many different like talented people in there and yeah um yeah i don't know what to say but <laughs> i'm grateful <laughs> to be in that community too it's yeah. like i consider myself very 
lucky to be in there. It's a lot of talent. Um, speaking of talent, the second question is, what are your, your what are your unique talents? What would you say your unique talents are? Ooh, mm, unique talents, huh? Um, not a whole lot. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> one, my friends told me that um, one of the unique talents I have is that I can move my eyebrows independently. Like, oh, I can do that. So. <laughs> oh, there you go. Hey. <laughs> All right, I'm not the only one then. So that's unique for both of us. That's yeah. a gift there, bro. Um, another one would probably be that I could move my ears independently as well. Okay, I can't do like, that. I, yeah, I can make it go like up, down, up, down, up, down. So, uh, yeah. I've seen that before. I, yes. Yeah, I can't do that one. It's not a very helpful. Thing, <laughs> you know, it's not like you can fly off like yeah. a jumbo. Yeah. You know, you, you can't. You can't. Maybe if you had bigger ears, then yeah. <laughs> I'll have to make it grow bigger. Then <laughs> that was a weird one. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so, what type of people would you say you are trying to attract, like with your art? Hmm. Oof, it's a good one. You're asking really good questions because I've never thought about this before. <laughs> um, let's see. So I guess for at the moment, um, I just I want to attract people who are experiencing the same things I have. Mm-hmm. Attract, attract, I wouldn't say necessarily like attract, but more like to help people connect and express what it is that they're experiencing um, in deep inside and to give words to it. Um, I think that's one of the most powerful things about music is that it allows you to express into words, into melodies, the um, inner the inner conflict or the inner world that's in your soul, your heart and your mind that wouldn't easily be expressed if you know on your own. So like, life as a christian isn't always easy you know and so my my main audience is obviously christians but mainly especially for christians who are struggling with their relationship with god um, who want to be closer to god who might be wavering in their faith perhaps so i want to let them know that hey this is normal um but also you don't have to stay stuck there you know, like I'm working through it myself, but hey, you know what? God is faithful. God is good. And he isn't, he's not going to leave your side and he won't abandon you just because you feel this way, you know? So run back to him, run back to Jesus because he's always there and he loves you very much. So those are the kinds of people that I'm trying to connect with. And I hope my music is doing that and helping them as well. Mm, Yeah. So you said um, like people who, maybe struggling with their relationship with God. Uh, those are the main people you're trying to attract with your music. Yes. Great. It's very, it's very, it's really good music, by the way, guys. Thank you. On Spotify, you. SoundCloud. I'm not just saying that. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly enjoy your music. Like, Thank you, man. Praise God. When Praise I heard God. that you've already been making it for a few years, I was like, I was genuinely shocked because <laughs> like, it just sounds so... 
like authentic <laughs> and like you've been doing it for ages it's like wow it's very surprising thank you jesus it's all by god's grace mm, amen uh okay hmm, which one should i ask okay how are you building rest into your schedule Ooh, i love this one okay so rest is very hard to do and for everyone yeah because you know we're in the culture that we live um a lot of well a lot a lot of it encourages people to work hard you know to, to hustle and to strive to achieve their dreams and their goals and I mean, that's not a bad thing to, to strive for something and to work hard on something. But it's very, very crucial that you do it in rest, you know, instead of doing it for rest. And what I mean about that is when you're trying to accomplish something or when you're trying to do something, you do it in this position of knowing that, hey, God is in control of this. Um, God is the one who's going to inspire me and lead me. Um, and I don't have to be worried about it and I don't have to be stressed about it, you know. And you don't have to like super exhaust yourself to the point of getting super tired, you know. Um, that's why it's very important that as you pursue something or you're trying to create art, that you do it from rest. Um, it's basically like saying that, you know, before you love others, you got to make sure that you're filled with love first. And I don't usually believe that you got to love yourself first before you can love others. I think it's more powerful to fill yourself up first with God's love. And mm. that's how you can love others more. So in the same way, when you're making art, make sure you fill yourself up first with the love of God, knowing how good he is and how gracious he is towards you. And I believe that can lead you to making something that's awesome and wonderful. As a matter of fact, most of my songs come from that place um, of rest because I, I for, for the past couple of songs that I've released, it's usually from a place of surrender because it, it, it just comes to a point of like, Lord, I don't know what to say anymore. I don't know what to sing. So you're just going to have to speak, speak through me, <laughs> uh, through my song, uh, through this one. And that's, that's usually how my songs are produced. It's just simply God giving me the words to say, when uh for the music mm. so yeah so it's for for a lot of us creatives for example make sure you do it out of rest first um if you're if, if you're if you're not a christian and you're listening to this podcast another way of well i would highly i would still highly encourage you to please <laughs> go ahead read your bible you know seek god and fill yourself up with him because he's really i mean he's the source of all things creative right? I mean, he is the creator. So if you fill yourself first with the creator, then that allows you to create amazing and wonderful things. That's what I believe. So mm-hmm. that's how important it is to integrate rest in your creativity or in whatever work that you do. Yeah, I really like what you said when you said, um, like, we should get that love from God in order to like love ourselves and then love others because mm. I feel like a lot of people who don't love themselves they feel encouraging other people so love towards them because it shows them that they're important and that um like people want them here and so they it like inspires them to care more about themselves and like make sure they're there for those people 
and with God, like he's always there. So his love is like, it doesn't end. So when you get that love from God, it's like fuel to love yourself yeah. and love other people because it doesn't end. Yeah, exactly. It's infinite. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what number we're on. I, I feel like it's four. Uh, four? Yeah, four. four, okay. four. All yes. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. There's so many good ones. Okay. Does the space where you create enhance or hamper your creativity? So does it like mm. uh, inspire you more or does it like restrict you? Do you feel like the space where you create? You mean space like as in physical space? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think creativity isn't necessarily hampered by the space because you can always make use of whatever you have to make something, to create something. Um, so for example, I, I've seen this, like my exposure to art is usually on the music side mm. and like, I've seen people make music literally anywhere from cars, hotel rooms, bathrooms, uh, outside in nature, literally everywhere. So um, I, I think that you shouldn't limit yourself to the space that you're used to for you to be able to make music. Although I get it, like having equipments and all this stuff are important, but usually because everything is already in your computer, yeah. you know, in the DAW, it's basically no longer impossible for you to make music literally anywhere um i saw this uh video of Billie eilish and her brother making music in their trailer car uh, in the middle of having a tour like in the middle of a tour they were making music on the trailer car which i was like wow you can do that (laughs) and they they made one in their hotel room and what Billie eilish did was in order to prevent echoes from capturing on the mic she had to put herself under a cover sheet and yeah. record her vocals there, which I thought was like, wow, that's really cool. Um, there's this other producer, his name is Oakfelder, Oakfelder. Um, and he made this insane beat on a car on his, on his way to his studio. He was making a beat for a song with an artist. Wow. I was like, wow, you can do that. So literally you can use the space to produce any sort of creative output that you want. Um, and try to work yourself around the limitations. Oftentimes I think we, we creatives think that, oh, I can't make this because I'm limited to only these things that I have. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think the proper attitude would be, well, I've got this, so what can I make of this? Like, how can I squeeze out the full potential of what I have to make, to make something, anything, you know? Right. Um, so I think that's like one of the, main challenges as a creative is what can you do with the tools that you have right now to make something awesome and nice and incredible so don't be limited by the space don't be limited by the tools that you have and that's also a mentality that i try to remind myself every once in a while because um being a music producer you are often tempted to buy a lot of plugins like a lot of vsc instruments a ton of plugins (laughs) so you know to experiment and stuff but Try to you know master and understand what are the tools that you have now and mm. make use of that. I feel like that makes you more creative anyway, because it's like you're creative practically as well. Like you're using the stuff you have mm-hmm. and then you're adjusting it to like get the best 
the most I've yeah. been. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I remember when I started like wanting to draw like professionally and put on like, Instagram and stuff, I uh, wanted to do digital like art, but I didn't have the tools and stuff. Like I just had a regular laptop and I didn't really know how to do the drawing on the tablet and stuff. I didn't have a tablet. So what I did was I drew on paper and then I went over it in like a ink pen and then I scanned it and then I like put on my laptop and then started coloring in and stuff like that. And people Ooh. couldn't tell the difference. Like still today, I still do that where people ask me, oh, do you digital, like do you use a tablet? Wow. But I don't. And like it saves so much money. Um, yeah. Like now I have one, but um, I still do it all the way because like I'm used to it. That is uh, so cool. Yeah, but I yeah, never, I never thought of it that way. That, that's <laughs> really cool. That's really, yeah. really cool. Wow. You know, I don't know if anybody knows this or if you happen to know this, but if you happen to like own an iPhone, for example, uh, iPhone has a built-in scanner thingy on oh. the Notes app, which you can use the camera and it's, it's going to scan the page for you. So if you don't have, let's say, a printer or a scanner at home, you can use the iPhone's built-in Notes app to do the scanning for you. And then you can just send it to yourself on Messenger or WhatsApp or whatever, and then import that to your laptop. So wow. just a small tip for any creative out there with an iPhone. Oh, I don't know. Sadly, I don't know. Well, not sadly. I don't really. <laughs> I'm not really a fan of iPhones. But... You, don't, you don't want to be stuck in the ecosystem. I, I understand. <laughs> that. I respect that. Because <laughs> it's like when you have one thing, it's like you need the other stuff. As well. That's that's true. Actually, that's happening to me already. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't Most know. Anyone... Stuff I do is like Apple stuff. <laughs> I don't know anyone who just owns an iPhone and doesn't own like a Mac or like, oh. or like later on they get a Mac because it's like I have the iPhone and I need a new that, laptop. That's true. Let me just that's get the true. Mac so I can connect them together. Mm-hmm. And then you need the AirPods and then it's like. It's just a connecting thing, one product to another. Yeah. It's 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 a hook. <laughs> it's so dangerous. Like I, I just. I'm already in the ecosystem already, so I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> they do make good products, though, so I, I can't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. It okay. does need you. Do you need to sell a kidney or two? You're <laughs> 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 kind of expensive. Okay, question six, five. Yes, six. six. Okay. Um, hmm. How will you nurture and care for what God has given you? How will you nurture and care? Okay. So I guess the first and foremost would be, of course, since it's a gift, right? The gifts that God has given you. It's always important to be thankful for it. Um, And, you know, spending time with the giver you know god himself abba father so spending time with him is one of the most important things you can do if you want to take care of your gifts um because a lot of artists who are christians who often fail you know Mm -hmm. to to spend time with abba father would you'd often find them straying away from the faith and we've seen that with a lot of artists yeah um 
you know, they don't spend enough time with the father um, and they lose their way and sort of their gifts become their gods and, or their idols. And that's a sad thing because, um, you know, the giver is the one who gave them the gifts. And so if you want to continue using your gifts in a way that's going to help people and help yourself, um, that will also glorify God, then, you know, spending time with him is the most important thing. Um, secondly, would be that to use them, of course. So say you're, say you're a singer, for example. Yeah. Um, and God has given you the gift to sing, but you're also not singing, you know, uh, you're not using the gifts that he gave you. So what's going to happen to that gift slowly over time, that's going to weaken or corrode, you know, and um, the, the, the less you use it, the less effective and less useful it becomes. So giving time to practice your creative, your, your gift is very, very important. Um, so there's like, there's different ways you can go about that, of course. So like spending five to 10 minutes each day, just practicing it would be very helpful. Um, so just to continue to inspire yourself and push yourself forward. Uh, back when I started making music, it was pretty hard for me at first because I didn't know much about making music. But then um, the moment that I just started to make a song, no matter how cringy or how sucky it sounds to my ears, but I just said that, hey, look, God gave me this gift and I, I, I want to do it. So let's just make something no matter how terrible it sounds. And that helped me grow and that helped me improve my skills as well. So I guess those would be the three things, to be honest. Oh, okay. I'll add one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be able to take care of the gift that God gave you, yeah. use it for his glory, use it for his glory. That would be the third one. So um, what I mean, what I mean by use it for his glory, share it with people, you know, um, use it to glorify God would be the main thing because again it's it's his it's his right like it came from him so it only makes sense that he also use it for him and for his people uh going finding yourself in a community where you can glorify god and share your gifts to be a blessing that's a big thing and it doesn't have to be like a hundred percent christian community um it could also be a non-christian community especially to them because they need to hear god yeah so putting yourself in a place where you can glorify God and be a testimony to, to, to those kinds of people. It's very, very powerful. So those would be my, those would be my three tips. So first spend time with God, thank him for your gifts. Secondly, practice your gifts, use them. And thirdly, use it to glorify God and be a testimony to those around you. Yeah, that's good. I would add another one. I would add also not to give up as well. Mm. I feel like a lot yes, of people yes. get discouraged. I have myself before. It's like they because they don't really see results. Um, but like they might not see it, but it could be happening. Like That's you true. never know who's maybe like listened to your song or like read your book or seen your work and mm. felt like inspired or like a change or a need to go back to God. Um yeah. just because you don't see it. it doesn't mean it's not happening so like mm. just keep doing even if it's like two people those two people you've impacted their lives compared to like maybe like the thousands 
who just like who've seen it and just like walked away or something or mm, mm, yeah don't give up yeah actually i released my first song i ever released was way back 2020 yeah. and it was titled hail and i did a rap thing to it and at the <laughs> time it sounded fairly good um but it didn't really make that big of an impact like at minimum it played at least 100 streams on spotify mm. um so it's not it's nothing compared to what i have already today so by god's grace there has been significant growth but even then i was quite proud about it despite it being kind of cringe but i <laughs> placed it out there you know because i thought well god blessed me with this song and so why not share it you know and i don't care if nobody listens to this i'm just really proud about it and to anyone or to anyone who god brings to touch them through the song then you know all to his glory so yeah unfortunately it's not on spotify anymore but oh. i think you can still <laughs> find it on um on my youtube i think and on soundcloud so <laughs> okay um question seven i think mm. okay <laughs> i'm getting to remember these <laughs> Um. Hmm. Hmm. When do you feel most fulfilled as an artist? When do I feel most fulfilled? Um. I feel most fulfilled. Okay, so. There's a lot of places where I could feel fulfilled as an artist. So like, for example, if during the process of making a song, I feel most fulfilled in the process when everything comes together. Mm. Like when the idea has been finally fleshed out and you finally hear what it sounds like. Um, music making is like sculpting where you take a piece of stone and you try to figure out how to make it look and shape in a way you want it to be. Uh, music is like that except it involves your ears you're trying to find a sound that's hidden within all the ideas and all the different things um so i feel most fulfilled when it starts to come together and you're like wow this is sounding really really good so i feel most fulfilled in that part during the process now when the music gets released and you know people start listening to it i get most fulfillment from that when people start saying that they have been blessed by the song because i feel yeah. like the song has done its job of fulfilling god's um glory and touching people's lives so that, that to me is like oh, thank god <laughs> like thank you jesus that that you're using this song you know to touch people's lives um and that brings me a lot of fulfillment as well so yeah yeah, I I think I'll say similar to you. Um, like on the second one, I think I feel most fulfilled when actually I would say I think I feel most fulfilled when people like give like interpretations of my art and like say because one thing I like to do, I like to put in a lot of different things in there, um, which have like ambiguous meanings. And mm. like hearing people's interpretations of it. Because I didn't really, most of them, most of my work that I make, I didn't really go out with a direct plan. I just see something that I like and I'll add different elements into it. 
and then when I'm making it, I'm like like what does this mean I don't understand and then it's usually <laughs> after I made it I come up with something I'm like oh yeah this could be this and then so when other people do that it's like I'm hearing a different interpretation and that makes me feel fulfilled because um I said in a I did it was a different podcast episode I did with my friend we're talking about good and bad art and I said that to me I felt like good art like invokes emotion and I said great art invokes the right emotion so Mm. if you like say even with music some musicians they put like themes in a song which they want people to understand so like say if there's a song about being happy like happy by pharrell williams obviously that Mm. song is trying to make people happy is about being happy so if the people are being happy that are listening to it that's like great because it's doing what it's intended to do the song but say if the people are angry like it's good because it's making them feel something rather than just like nothing but it's not the right emotion that he wants right right so um Mm. yeah i'm i i feel most fulfilled when people like respond with anything really like Mm. so that they're taking time to look at the work and take it in and interpret it so it's like they've Mm. seen it and they understand so yeah Mm. yeah that's good yeah question eight well this one's a bit of a long one if your internal fears or insecurities are overwhelming you what is one step you can take to move forward oh that's a deep one dude that's very (laughs) that's very very deep (laughs) okay um so uh, i guess i'll speak from personal experience with my own insecurities Mm. which i have a lot um but the funny thing about my insecurities is it doesn't always appear like I don't always feel it there, but it, some moments do trigger my insecurities and I'm like, hold up. <laughs> it makes me like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and I don't want from, instead of doing something that I feel confident about, but then my, my insecurities is triggered. It's like, oh no, I ain't going to do that. And I just stop and I just sort of hide away in a corner. And then like, <laughs> I sort of like cower myself. Um, but what has helped me in terms of overcome my insecurities well, there's, there's, there's different ways, honestly, but I think the biggest one is understanding that this isn't about you in the first place. And that's hard for a lot of artists because um, when, when you r- make something, you're often, you often tie your identity to it, mm-hmm. saying, this is me. This is my words. This is how I express myself. And that's hard, you know, because when people start to criticize your art, you feel like they're criticizing you. You yeah. know, you feel like, they're pushing you down but as christian artists this is where we find our strength is that first of all our art doesn't define us you know like we're not tied to our art our art is merely an expression of the things that we have received from god you know and so we we define our identity based on who we are in christ you know who we are in jesus that's who we truly are and our art is simply an expression of our worship, of what we have received from God or what he shows us. 
that's what our art is. But does it mean that our art is anything tied to who we are? I wouldn't say so. You know, I mean, our, again, our, our full identity is found in Christ. So if you happen to be experiencing something right now, like if you have, if you're filled with insecurities and you feel like, man, I don't think I can make something good or I'm, I don't think I'm a great writer, great, you know, painter or music producer or whatever. Yeah. Look, man, this isn't about you. And, you know, um, look, your gifts come from God and who you are is found in Christ. So don't put, you know, your value based on the art, based on how people receive it or perceive it or what are their, what their reactions are to your art. Because again, your value is found in Jesus. It's found in his love for you and not on your art. So I think that's the biggest thing with insecurities because insecurities tend to put the focus back on yourself. Yeah. Am I good enough? Can I do this? Am I capable? You know, will people like this? Will people love me? But again, it's not about you. you know, it's all about Jesus. So when your focus is simply on, well, will this art glorify him? Will this art give praises to his name and be a testimony to people? And you feel like the answer is yes, then go ahead, show it. But if people don't like it or you don't expect the proper response from people, that's fine. Yeah. You know, you yourself as an artist, uh, find your identity in Christ and not on your art. So I think that's the big thing on overcoming your insecurity. Mm. Just like don't change for people. Um, yes, yeah. exactly. Good answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> question nine. Uh, hmm. This is an interesting one. If you haven't already, what day will you celebrate your self identity as an artist? Ooh. <laughs> That's a strange That's a one. Tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> If a uh, day that I identify myself as an artist, hmm. so I don't know, man. I guess on the day when I was born, <laughs> the, that's when you know God. I mean, I wouldn't have known this before until when I, you know, grew grow up. But God always made me as an artist. I guess. I mean, that has always been something that he has gifted me with. Um, but I guess I never really identified myself as one um, until I began discovering that, hey, I, I like I like music. I like playing guitar, piano. And I, even, even then, I didn't consider myself as an artist when I started playing guitar and playing piano. Um, but, you know, I, I had these gifts. Um but if I were to say, when did I begin thinking of myself as an artist? It would probably be when I released my first song, when I started sharing my stuff to people. Mm. I think it would be the first time that I consider myself, identify myself as an artist. Um, and I think that's the powerful thing because art is meant to be shared. Yeah, You know, it's meant to be, to to hopefully connect with people. And so... I think that for everyone, the, the first time that you actually share your art with someone, and it doesn't have to be a big crowd, could literally be just with your a friend or your parent or, you know, anyone close to you. I think that's the moment you can consider yourself as an artist because, again, art isn't meant to be hidden. 
I think mm. art is meant to be shared so that people can connect to it and help them. And at the same time, it also helps you, you know, uh, and builds up your confidence. So I, I can't remember the first time I did that. <laughs> so I, I've, I've forgotten already, but <laughs> I guess if I have to give a date, um, when I released my song, I Need Time, I guess, since that was the very first song I released last year uh, that uh, I received a lot of support with and people connected to it. So yeah, I Need Time would probably be the first, um, the day that I considered myself as a as a artist. <laughs> mm. I don't even know. Because I don't know. Because uh, I know initially for me, I wanted to be an author when I was younger. Mm. Uh and that was like what I was gonna do. Like I'd write. I didn't even. I didn't think I drew back then. I didn't draw anything. Uh, like I would just like write short stories and stuff. And then I don't even remember the day that I started drawing. Like I can't remember when it was, but I just mm. remember I was drawing, and then people would say, "Oh, that's that's, that's like really good and stuff like that." But I never really thought anything about it. And then I think, yeah, I remember. It was one day, because um, I used to write, uh, I was writing a book on this old laptop that my mom had, and it was like, I was trying to write like a children's book, mm. and um, so like every day I would add to it and stuff like that, and I remember one day, the laptop, like it just crashed, it got so bad, and then like, it just died, and I couldn't get anything back. Oh no. So I lost oh, the no. whole book, <laughs> and then... I was like, I'm no. not doing that again. I'm not writing another book. <laughs> I just kept drawing. No. It just, yeah, just took off from there. <laughs> so I'd say, then I would say I self-identify as my, myself as an artist. But it was like by force, kind of. Because <laughs> <laughs> it had to, to like, the laptop had to be destroyed. <laughs> it yeah. was a blessing in disguise. Oh, I was like halfway through as well. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> but anyways, it, it brought you to another path too. Yeah. Just good. Yeah, I'm grateful. That. <laughs> That's really uh, cool. Yeah, it was about... It was about two guys. They were school children. And um, they found out... I think they got in trouble. They went to detention. And then they found out that the teachers were actually aliens and they like eat the children's brains and stuff. Oh my. <laughs> and then they, okay. they figure out like a plan to try and stop them. And yeah. <laughs> what was that show um, on Netflix? Stranger Things? It's, it's kind yeah, of my like that. that kind yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, very interesting. I feel like if you finish that book and Netflix did an adaptation to that one, That'll be a very yeah. It could have been a, it could have been Stranger yeah. Things. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Maybe they found the laptop and they, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they just improved it a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. Very cool. So is is this question nine or ten? This is the last one, I think. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, let me pick a good one then. Uh, oh. Hmm. Oh, there's quite a few good ones. 
Ok. On en a un. Merci, on est Ok. What holds you back from reaching your creative potential? That's a good one. Tough one too. Yeah. What holds me back from reaching my creative potential? There's a lot of reasons, I guess. Mm. Um, I think like one reason would perhaps be lack of practice. Um, because you know, you have the gifts, right? But then yeah. you just lack the time to be able to practice it. Um, receive proper feedback from people who could help you steer steer you in the right direction. Um, you probably need more learning, for example, more like guidance in terms of how to approach the art. So there's different ways that would probably hold you back from reaching your creative potential. But I think I think the biggest one would be like I said this before about insecurity. I think that might be the biggest one for a lot of artists. And I've seen this, I think I've seen this with quite a few of my friends um, who have a lot of creative potential, but they don't pursue it yeah. because they feel like they're not good enough. Yeah. You know, and if you if you happen to be an artist who are who are thinking the same thing like i don't think i'm good enough yet to do something like this my encouragement for you would be just just take the first step forward and don't be shy about it don't don't be shy about making a mistake because i feel like for us artists we feel like oh we, our art needs to be perfect because we seek for the the, the to please people Yeah. You know, to have our art as rec- to be recognized by people. But hey, back to my response about insecurities. This isn't about you. You know, you speak, you write, you make something that's from your heart, that speaks with what's in your heart. You know, knowing that, you know, it's God who speaks through your heart as well. And you express that to your art, heart to your art. <laughs> so, um Yeah, I think that might be the big, biggest thing of what's keeping a lot of artists from reaching their full potential. And I guess for me as well, from time to time, there are these thoughts of, and what if the song is a flop? What if they don't like it? You know, what if, you know, all these what if and insecurities start to pile in. But the moment that you say, hang on a sec, this isn't about me. This is about God. And Lord, you gave me the song, you gave me this art, and You know, I feel really good about it, but if people don't react to it in the way that I expected, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So as long as I place it out there and give glory to you, I'm fine with that. And I think that will set a lot of artists from the pressure of making, of having to do make something that would, you know, that people would react to, you know. And to be honest, dude, there's a lot of art out there that people react to. Like you know, t- in TikTok, a lot, a lot of those videos, I mean, they, they are pretty artsy, quote unquote artsy, and a lot of people react to them. But you know, they're they're just like kind of devoid of of life, perhaps you know, or yeah. meaning, something something sincere, something true, something something that really people can connect to. And most importantly, they're devoid of God's love. Like Jesus isn't there. 
So I feel like those things are what are what people really need is that they want they want something that's true, they want something that's authentic, they want something that comes from God, you know. And I know that a lot of artists, Christian artists, might feel a bit iffy about really putting God and Jesus to be at the center of what they do. Yeah. But hey, look, Jesus is the one who brings people together, man. Um, in the Bible it says that Jesus is unites us all through his blood, you know. He unites both the Jew and the Gentile, you know, all the races, all everybody through him and in him. So and also the gospel, Jesus Christ, yep. is God's power for salvation. So we don't have to be ashamed about this at all. So yeah, if you if you're an artist and you want to experience breakthrough in your art, first acknowledge that this isn't about you. This is about God, this is about Jesus and, and using your gifts to glorify him. And I think mm. if you focus on him, that's going to set you free and that's going to allow you to pursue your art in ways that you've never even tried before. Wow. Yeah. I was going to, there's two things I wanted to say. Um, uh, I was going to say, when you were talking about how um, people might be afraid to put something that's like God related out there. I feel like, on the other side, there's also people that are afraid that their work isn't like godly enough. Oh, yeah, that's right. So like that's they'll right. try and like force in like mm. uh, <laughs> maybe like Bible verses or like yeah, godly yeah. themes in it, mm. but like it may not be from their heart. Like truly, like just because it's not overtly like Christian doesn't mean that. God didn't like call you to put that out. Like not everything mm. is going to be like that. And just because mm. you see someone else doing it that way, doesn't mean that's for you. Like we're all different. God has created us differently. God is, there's only one way that you can do what you're doing specifically. You both be yeah. making, you both might make music in the same genre, but only you can make music the way that you do. And only yes. they can make music the way that they do. Even with, I always like to use the example of, like painting because um like even if i paint let's say the mona lisa even if i made the painting exactly like leonardo da vinci did it won't be the same painting because mm. the strokes he did are different they're always going to be different to mm. mine because they're unique to him and then also how he was feeling at the time um the weather the lighting everything like the tools he had the paint like is that those things make such a big difference, even though on the forefront it may it may look the same. So it's like don't feel pressured to have to put that in just because you see someone else do it. Mm. And yeah. don't feel yeah. pressured to not put that in because you feel like people won't receive it. So it's like both sides. Yes. And then um 100%. oh what else do I want to say? I wanted to say um oh what was it um oh man <laughs> <laughs> um, it's gonna come back it's gonna come back <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's something about yourself uh oh my gosh it was just here <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
Um, let me read the question again. <laughs> so I said, uh, what did I even ask? I didn't even... <laughs> um, what's keeping artists from reaching their full potential, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's yourself. Like, you are keep holding yourself back from reaching your full potential mm. because um, it's like, um, why can't I remember anything? It's like everything. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so annoying. It was actually really good what I was going to say as well. Dang. Damn. Uh... <laughs> Don't struggle. Don't. Yes, yeah, Don't struggle. <laughs> it's going to come back naturally. <laughs> Maybe after the podcast, like, oh, that's what I want to say. Yeah, when, it, when it's gone, that's oh, what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> just going to have to add that portion. Yeah, I, add, I guess. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh no, that sucks, man. Yeah, oh, okay, now forget it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, I keep trying to think. <laughs> no. It was that. No, it's gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank <Dang>. you. <laughs> it sucks when that happens. Man. It'll, I've been there. It'll save, yeah. Anyway, thank you, Mike, for joining me. Absolutely, man. Um, hopefully, did you find it helpful? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of the questions that you asked were mm-hmm. honestly a bit self-reflecting for me because I never really thought of it that way. Um, but those really helped me um, sort of understand a little bit more of the things that I do and also helped me remember the things that have helped me in the past. And so I hope that to anyone who's listening to this podcast, I hope that what um, Josh and I have uh, talked about would help you as well. So thank you for yeah. the questions, dude. It's, it was very, very helpful. Thank you. That's good. That was my goal. And we achieved it. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, thank you. Um, if you want to listen to Michael's music, he's on Spotify and YouTube mm-hmm. and SoundCloud uh, mm-hmm. and Instagram. Um, so is it all under the same name? Yeah, name? so let's see. E- I think my SoundCloud is slightly different, but I think you can find me searching up Michael Byron. Now yeah. on Instagram, I am at I am Michael Byron, and everything else is basically the same. Cool. He makes very good music, guys. I'm telling you. I'm not just saying this. Thank it's very you. good. Um, Thank you, man. I would recommend... What, what song do you... Like, if someone asks you for, like, a song of yours, what song do you usually, like, say first? Oof. My personal favorite of what I've made is Closer. Mm. Um, I just feel like the, the the message of it is something I relate to a lot. But if you're wanting to think about rest, uh, the top one would be I need rest. Uh, I need time. Okay. That, one is, <laughs> that was one. 
Uh, I forgot. What I was say, is, song, isn't no. it time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Oh man. And then, but the most popular one I think right now would be "No Worry," um, which is a lo-fi vibes type of thing. Mm. Um, so, but for me, if you're gonna tell me what song I'm gonna recommend to you, it's either "Two Least Closer" or "I Need Time." But if you want something that's lo-fi, "No Worry" would do the trick. I'll say "Closer." I'll take. I think Close is my favorite. Yeah, I love Closer. Yeah. It's a good song. It's, it's too Thank short you. for me, though. I wish it was longer. <laughs> but I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know. I think, yeah, the, the whole story of the production of that song was just crazy. So that's why it's that short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sad, but it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mike. Um, yeah, I definitely want to bring you back on, do like a proper like interview where we like talk more about you because I feel like you have a very interesting story. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to hear more about it. So, yeah. yeah. So sure. then. <laughs> Absolutely. Looking forward to the next one. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you guys for listening and I'll see you next time. Oh.